It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's NewOrleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. Because that's New Orleans and this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar today, we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street where they have an awesome happy hour here every day of the week for three hours from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Am I right, Andrew? Yeah, I was yes. actually double-checking Thank on the you sign, very much. nailing it so far. <laughs> and they have half-priced food from 3 to 6 p.m. as well. Yep. Bar fare, I think they call it. Is that right? That's right. The starters and bar fare is what Starters it says. and yep. bar fare. Yep. And they have an awesome brunch on the weekends. True. I'm talking about Wayfair on Ferret Street, which is just a couple of blocks down from Napoleon Avenue. You can come here anytime you want, or you can hang out with us for the next hour. It's me and Andrew Duhon. That's just it. Us. Just the two Nobody of us. We showed up. No one's here. It's a sad, sad day for us, but we'll just try and make do. Or we could actually include the people who are sitting at the table. Just kidding. You know, look who's here. Stu Shayot. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, it's pronounced Shayo, but don't feel Shio. bad. Shayo. Yeah, nobody gets S-H-A-Y-O-T. it. S-H-A-Y-O-T. S-C-H. S-C-H. There's an H. Oh, there's a C in there as well. S-C-H-A-Y-O-T. Yeah, I pretty much just go by Stu. Stu. Everyone nobody. I just found out that your other name was like an hour ago. I'm like Prince. Right. Everyone just calls you Stu. Yeah, it's just Stu. I hear you refer to as Stu from the Howlin' Wolf. Yeah, that's actually... Uses my last name a lot more Stu than from the Howlin' Wolf. One. So yeah, yeah. So it's from I'm actually the... looking into legally changing it to that. <laughs> Just Stu so, from the Howlin' Wolf. Yeah. Is from the Howlin' Wolf hyphenated? Um, you know, there's that apostrophe in there, so you know, and there's a little bit of Howlin'. Right, right. So and that would be tricky if there was a hyphen, a dash, or something after the. Apostrophe. Yeah, that's a lot of characters. Yeah. I might so, not. It might not actually fit on the actual application if I had too many. What are you so. applying for? I'm applying oh, to have so your name changed. It's going to be my new last name. Wait, is, Sh- is it Shio? Shio, yeah. The Where does that style. come from originally? Uh, it's like a French and German hybrid kind of situation. Mm. Yeah. There aren't too many French and I German know, right? hybrids. Who else is there? Who's the famous French and German <laughs> hybrid? Uh, the famous Johnny Dilks is here. Johnny, speak into that microphone. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. We are I'm so good. happy to have you here. You got me. I came straight from work. I was shellacking. You oh, have yeah. stuff all over your hands. Yeah, I do, yeah. Shellac. It shellac? It's bug poop. Bug poop. Is oh. that yep. what shellac's made from? Yeah. From what, what bugs? Cockroaches? The, uh, the lac beetle. <coughs> wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. They eat sap and then uh, poop it out and I then already you can melt it in alcohol. Who is That's the, insane. Uh, who's the bug shit collector that collects uh, Indian. Indians. People in India? In India, yeah. Is that a real job in India, bug shit collecting? Yeah. Bug shit collecting is wow. a real job. And what did yep. you say the name of the bug was? The lac beetle. Lac. How do you spell L- that? L-A-C. Beetle. The lac beetle. Yep. So, that's so it should of, be called lac shit instead <laughs> of shellac. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly. why it's called shellac, because it's the lac. Oh, good thinking. I, I don't, get I don't that. think that's right. Andrew was in India very recently, actually. About two years ago. Was two it years. Sri Lanka. Yeah. I've always wanted that's to go right. to India. It seems like totally Special insanity. place. Yeah. Um, yeah, truly special. I really want to go home and eat sap now <laughs> and just see what you, happens. You can eat it. It's not good. Have you eaten and then, shellac? Like, you know. I'm in small amounts, I'm sure, yeah. Right, it's varnish, right? Yeah, it's varnish. Is it the same thing, or are there two different things uh, if you're actually in the furniture restoration There's different varnishes, but uh, uh, shellac is a uh, a gum, which is a constituent of a a varnish. It's an ingredient. Shellac is a constituent of varnish. Yeah. So the varnish is the sort of genus. Yeah, correct. Shellac is a a, species. Yeah, it's it's like an ingredient in a recipe. And it's quite flammable, isn't it? 
Mm, alcohol is the shellac isn't flammable. Okay. The, uh, the ethyl alcohol, ethanol, is flammable. Yeah. yeah. So you can't set your hands on fire like with this no, stuff. I mean, I could, so but all if, I wouldn't. I, all, I brought a lighter <laughs> if we want to. Jennifer Raven is here yeah, as well. Light me Jennifer, on fire. Jennifer, how are you doing? I'm awake. Awake? Yes, that's, a, that's that, an accomplishment. Is that not normal for you? No, no. Four or five o'clock in the afternoon, no, whatever it is? it's like morning for me. What time do you wake up? Whenever. Morning? Whenever? Whenever. Are you like an alcoholic or a drug addict? Oh, no, no. Alcoholics go to meetings. I'm a sober phobic. Soberphobic. Mm -hmm. Ah, that's nice. Soberphobic. Nice. It's very real. That's I'm raising awareness. That's another one to write down. Mm -hmm. Soberphobic. Do they have meetings for that? that? I'm actually sober. You know Do they have meetings for that? Can I? Can, can yeah, every bar. We're in one right now. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm that's, a sober guy in the bar. You're so, an actual. So you're afraid of me. Yeah. <laughs> you would be more afraid of me if I was drunk. Believe me, because I would be naked and, fighting, and trying to shellack everybody, right? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're like I'd be shellacking myself naked. I'm picturing this, just so you know, like. I, I, yeah. How many nights a week do you spend fighting people in a bar naked? I, not anymore. None. I'm no, not allowed to have whiskey anymore, me. so. Whiskey's what did it? I, I will kick your ass. What about you, Johnny? <laughs> what was your drink that got you drunk and uh, naked? And I was a, I was a bourbon guy. Yeah. Bourbon and water with no ice was mm -hmm. my drink. Bourbon and water with no ice. About 18 what? years. Oh wow. 18 years of getting drunk and getting in fights. Yeah, years pretty so much. How long yeah. sober? Uh, I, I quit drinking three times. Um, let me think. I quit when I was 31. I'm 45 now. I quit about four years ago the last time. Cool. So you've been sober so. For, for the last four years? Yeah, pretty much on and off mm. since I was and 31. How mm. has it affected your music career being sober? Uh, well, to be honest with you, as a songwriter, I seem to write my best songs and I'm totally miserable. Mm. And I've been pretty happy. Andrew says the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty happy these days. So my songwriting's kind of dwindled. I hear you. Know. you. Yeah. That's a, is that sort of a common problem among singer-songwriters? So, you know, I think it's like it's, you know, it's a double-edged sword. You, you stay miserable, you write great stuff, and you produce great art. If you're happy, I just got married last weekend. So, uh, oh, well, you'll eventually be miserable again. Hey, well, I mean, just yeah. hang on. Thanks for that, buddy. That's I appreciate okay. that. Yeah. That's, you only got married yeah. last weekend. Well, I did, congratulations yeah. Yeah. on behalf of all of us. Thank you. Yeah. I think well, you're saying condolences. The honeymoon yeah. phase. Here's to it. All right. Congratulations. Yeah. Awesome. What are you drinking? Is that? Oh, this is just water. Yeah. That's what it looks I like. What are you drinking, Margaret? I mean, Margaret, Jennifer. Why oh, that that's cool? a mudslide. It's a mudslide. Mudslide. It's Kahlua Bailey's vodka and milk. Kahlua's Kahlua Bailey's. What a total waste of milk. Old Greg. It really is. Not. Old Greg, I don't have a boot. Yeah, you need a boot. <laughs> I need a boot. A what? What's on your arm? What does that say, the writing? That says, Nemo Mampuni Lachesi. It means, uh, no one provokes me with impunity. What language is that in? It's Latin. What? That is not Latin. That is Latin. Come on. Is that what Latin looks That's like? That's Latin. Well, it looks like it. it's supposed to be fairy. That looks like someone like who's Elvish like... Writing. But my friend, I think, was a crackhead when he tattooed I was going to say that. So, I don't yeah. know what Latin looks like, but I don't think it looks... I thought Latin was the beginning, was originally English, right? That's no. where English came from. No, English came from everywhere. It's the rape language. It just steals whatever it wants from yeah, but, other languages. But wasn't English originally Latin? No. Stu, Spanish. come on, help me out. You're a half French. Spanish, Italian. I, was that day. I think Italian. And, yeah. <laughs> no, that is completely wrong. Yeah, they Surely. derived from Latin. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Johnny, do you know that for a fact? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm half Italian. Well, well yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Just, well, yeah. I can see the line, actually. Is that happening? <laughs> yeah. What's the other half? Half Italian uh, and half Welsh. Welsh English. Right. Well, do you think the Italians believe they invented English? Uh, Those Romance languages are not connected to English, are they? Except for the words we've borrowed. The ones it. we've stolen. Yeah. Appropriated. Well, mm -hmm. that's language yeah. does change. Yeah. We just, we've been inspired but, by 
you know. Right, but I'm sure that English started off as Latin. I'm pretty sure that's why we studied Latin in school, right? Uh, if you have a classical you're, you're education. Asking, you're asking a, well, dumb, a yeah. dumb guy. Well, if, I think... <laughs> if, ask if the dumb guy. If we're saying that the suffixes and prefixes were were inspired by the stolen words that we procured, you know, then what what are we talking about here, you know? If we just trans like transgender. Like three times displaced from Latin, but I but, don't know. But in, inspired uh, think, by think about Rome. They conquered, you know, England. Yeah. And everybody but, else. But the I'm, Romans, right? Grayson Grayson's so. just graduated from college last week. Yeah, j- uh, so, so Grayson, English, where did English come from? It's West Germanic. It's a West Germanic uh, language. How about that? Right. Yeah, it's not. Uh, well, no, it has influences from Latin and other Romance languages. The fucking wow. Romans. The Romans. Romance. Fucking Romance. Romance. That, that's who did the <laughs> raping. Can't trust them. The Romans raped everybody. So well, they had an empire. You're right saying now. I should just back up from that half right there? The Roman half? Well, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> you don't no, get an empire that. without fucking you know, When I was a kid, I thought Italians were like these noble, you know, Roman descendants. And I got to Italy and I saw a fat, sweaty guy wearing <laughs> leopard skin Speedos standing in a balcony yelling at his girlfriend. Oh, and I got there and I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm like Mexican. <laughs> I mean, you know, not that, not to, not to make a bad joke, but I was like, you know, this is not what I thought it was. So you thought you were some sort of sophisticated. Yeah. Well, and now I you realize you're just feet of clay. Yeah, it's just, yeah. You know, well, after spending, how spending a month you, in Rome, uh, 18. Were you on the road? Were you a musician? Ba- I was ba- a musician, yeah. So you grew up in, uh, in I moved. I moved to London when I was 18 for a year. To play? Uh, no, just to get away from just to get my the hell life. Out of- out of California, leave, and then I, I traveled a little bit. Right, and That's did you cool. manage to change your life to a significant extent? Uh, eventually, yeah, eventually. Did you learn to hate the English? Um, love-hate relationship with the English. Most people hate the English. Yeah, English. Right. Most violence I ever experienced was in London. Huh. I really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they know how to drink over there. They know how to drink and fight. Oh, yeah. 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 Those guys take will fight. Yeah, so sort you out is what they say. It's like <laughs> yeah. sort you sort like sort you out can be a lot of different things. You know, it's like if you're staying with somebody, it's like oh, you sort it out there. You on on your couch there. Right. You sort it out or like. I'll take you outside and sort you out. Like, two right. very different things. It's good you know? to know the difference. Or like, oh, she, she's a well, good-looking bird. I'll sort her out. You know, it's all different things. Well, the eye contact, Good accent too. as well. You know, oh, I yeah. remember being drunk in a bar and staring at this guy who was wearing a cravat. I had never seen a oh, cravat. Right. And I was just staring. And the guy, what are you? He's like, say something, man. I was just in a daze. I was in a stupor. And he came up and he head-butted me. Oh, for real? And yeah, wow. Just like you see me. in the movies. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you didn't look away. I'm like, why'd you do that? He's like, you were staring right at me. You didn't look away. It's like, I'm from America, man. I, you know, I'm staring at your neck. Can, can you help? What, what's a cravat? Is that? It's like a necktie that's like under, an your, sh- under an your shirt. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was going to ask what's the difference between a cravat and an ascot. That's a fruity looking thing. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. <laughs> well, Did you ever end up buying one? No. No, why would I do Wouldn't that? Wouldn't be seen dead no, in a no. cravat. Right? self-respecting man wears a cravat. Well, what's the difference between that and a bow tie? Would you wear a bow tie? Oh, absolutely. You yeah. would? Yeah. Do you guys wear bow ties? String I mean, ties. I got married in a string I tie. I no A it. string tie, yeah, like I a ac- bowler. I accidentally dressed like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> it was a complete accident, but I did. But I want to I say this. Uh, cravat, not very manly, but he did headbutt you. This is crazy. He did, after. yeah, he did. He did get the better of me, for so, sure. What yep. does it feel like when you get whacked in the head? It fucking hurt. Okay. It, was, uh, it was like, he got me like right in the bridge, right ah, between my nose, like right here. Fuck. 
I got hit yep. in the head by a cabbage at a St. Patrick's Day parade once. That'll happen. Yep. Similar kind of thing. The cabbage is going to give, though, more than the skull and the head, of yeah. an Englishman. Yep. But the cabbage felt no pain when it hit me. True. I would imagine the other guys got to feel a lot of pain. When I don't know. Hit. I don't know. I don't think no, that's I, the thing with headbutts. I think a fellow who played some, some football in high school, a friend of mine, said he... Uh, he wasn't a football player until high school, and then, you know, big guy in high school, they wanted him to play football, and he said, you know, I stopped getting hurt when I realized I just needed to hit the other guy harder, and that's just, like, sheer physics. If you hit the other guy harder than he hits you, he kind of feels the blow more. I think that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So if you're doing the hitting, you feel less pain than... Yeah, if your hit's harder okay. than them, I Even think, if it's I just think your they head get the on. energy. Yeah. Well, it's good you know, to know these things before you go. I'll tell out. you your cabbage story. I had yeah. a, I picked, took in a stray cat, and uh, I didn't have a name for it for like six weeks. And I was walking down, I think Orleans on Endymion, and I was thinking, I literally thought to myself, "What am I going to name this cat?" And a moon pie hit me in the face, <laughs> and I caught it. And so my cat's name is Moon. Pie. That's a good name for a <laughs> cat, a and yeah. a better story actually yeah. than being hit hit by a fucking cabbage, which mm-hmm. really hurts. Better than a, That's cool. a cabbage better than a coconut. Hey, listen, do you want to play us a song? Because these people sitting here probably, maybe except for Andrew, do you, have you ever heard Johnny play, Stu? I have not. Yeah, well, Stu, uh, you know, Stu from the Howlin' Wolf, he books bands, you book bands like every night. Right? Let's talk a little more and then I'll, I'll play you a song. Okay. Okay. okay, all right, what do I have to do to I, talk to you? Because I know I'm it? sitting next to a great songwriter. Andrew's yeah, a great yeah, songwriter I, I, too. I, I, yeah. yeah, we're just drinking though, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks though, man. I want these guys to hear you because you are awesome. I'm a big fan of Western Swing and that kind of music. So I'm really excited to have you on the show today, and I'll, okay. I, want the, I want these guys to hear you. What sort of music do you listen to when you're drunk at home? All the music. Everything. Well, I don't like gangster rap, but other than that, I listen to anything. Right. I like I like country. I like country folk music. I like reggae. Yeah, I like reggae. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you like country and reggae, you're in. I do love Zydeco. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I like anything that tells a story. So Gang- it's got a story oh, behind nice. it. Gangster, We're gangster rap tells a story. No, it does. I'm like, a hoe, she a hoe, she a hoe, she a hoe. That is not no, a, that's not a story, no, bro. That's, that's generalizing. <laughs> well, Stu, you agree with There's that? an entire song no. that that is the entire lyrics to, and somehow that dude well, made millions. Like you say, I'm, I'm, done. In a, I'm in a truck, I'm in a truck. Is a country. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> bro country. But think of the yeah. self-driving trucks now. So soon your truck can leave you, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I'm done. I'm out. Okay. I like, I like the Did you just make that line up? No. I stole it from the internet. That is really funny. Once you have the self-driving truck, the truck can leave you too. And that's the end of country music. Okay, that, that is really funny. I think country music ended from. a long time ago. Personally. Do you think? Yeah. Aren't there still good people out there? Mm, yeah. It's like, become more poppy, though. Yeah, it really has. It has. It's, it's more pop. But there's still, what happened to those guys? What were their names? Like George Jones, Johnny Cash. Oh, they're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're dead. What about Campbell the guys? Glenn you know? Campbell's dead. Yeah. Enough drugs yeah. to do that to you. <laughs> and then what about though those young guys? Uh, I like Darius what are their Rucker. Tinsley Ellis and who? Is that his name? That guy Wayne Hancock. Oh, Wayne Hancock. Wayne I, know, I know. I know. I know Wayne. Do you ever play with him? Uh, I have. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's I've really been friends great. with Wayne for 25 years. So you're friends with Wayne Hancock. Yeah. Now, how's he doing? Uh, Is know, he making a living? Yeah, he makes a living. He's, you know, he's got, you know, he's riding the, you know, on and off addiction right. issues. Addiction mm. issues. Gosh, I didn't know that. So you think that people in country music are outside that kind of... Oh, yeah. Now we know. Wayne, Wayne, is, Wayne is a really good guy. He's just, you know, like many of my friends. It's Joanna Devine. Do we want to talk to Joanna? Sure. Let's see what Joanna Let's see what she says. Hey, Joanna, you're on happy hour, unfortunately, for you. 
Oh, hang on. I have to hit speakerphone. Okay, try that. Really good news. You have some good news? Share it with I everybody. Have some great news, actually. Do you want to tell everyone on Happy Hour the great news? I don't know. If, I don't, I don't you know if don't it's appropriate. Have well, I'll try. You're talking You're to... You're getting a check in the mail, a big check in the mail from our second uh, big sponsor on another fantastic... It's uh, INO Broadcasting Show. Well, good job, well, that's Joanna. Great. That's good go. news. Yeah. And All time right. for another drink. Okay. Money Joanna, is, thanks for that. Good. Yeah, so it's a... It's a payday. I just, to, oh, I just had to share the good news. Well, thanks very much. I'll call you after. Okay. Okay. Good. Cool. Hey, have a good time. Okay. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye. Uh, was, how about that? Was that worth was answering, wasn't quite, it? Yeah. It was, Joanna Devine. That wasn't even raunchy or anything. I know. Fine. <laughs> so it's good. People, people like once in a while, people like to give us some money because we can sell shit for them. Like Hangover Destroyer. Oh, how about Segway. The only all-natural product proven. Medically proven to cure and pre- or prevent a hangover, which you don't need anymore, Johnny, because you quit no. drinking. Yep. But the rest of these uh, alcoholics over here, especially you, Soberphobia. Jennifer, soberphobics. <laughs> what does it mean is, to be medically uh, proven? Uh, we'd have to read. <laughs> we'd have to read the fine print. I know that it does increase alcohol metabolism. It neutralizes toxins and free radicals. It enhances liver function and it boosts alertness and mental clarity. Here's why it's I'm, not going to work for me, Grant. This. Can I be honest with you? Yes, please. It's not going to work for me because subconsciously I'm going to think, after I down one of these, I'm going to drink six more beers than I would have drank before. Uh, that will not work. Yeah, totally. I think yeah. it only works up to five drinks, then you have to have another one. Okay. Yeah, that's what it I'm says. I'm going to need a but whole pouch But they're free, as far yeah. as you're concerned. You, you, so, know, it's, right. you know what the best hangover cure is? It's just more, more, more alcohol. More alcohol. <laughs> just have a say. drink when you wake that's, up. That's, that's my dog, husband's right? philosophy. Dog, he needs So this. you're we married just, as well, Jennifer. Yeah, I got him on eBay. There was a sale. Yeah. How long have you guys been married? Like five minutes. Five minutes, that's even in, shorter in than Johnny's been married for a week. Why are you still yeah. here? Aren't you supposed to be on a honeymoon or is this it? Uh, I already, I did, we did it backwards. Where'd you go? Oh. We went to Greece nice. for three and a half weeks. Yeah, nice. Yeah, no, awesome. you need that, Tim. Wow, you, that just, is, you just put we that did, right uh, there in the IV. We, got, we got, I asked her to marry me and then we got pregnant like a month later. All right. Wow. And then, so uh, then we went on our honeymoon and then we got married. Okay. So that is all totally backwards. Smart. Yeah, it's totally backwards. What happens next then? We have a baby. You stay together forever, I guess, because no, no. I you think the baby should graduate first. college, and then you should have a baby. Like, yeah, you got to yeah. do it backwards. Just in the womb. Just graduate to, yeah. college in the room. Graduate college. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I was praying for a girl, but we're having a boy, so I'm kind of. Oh. Did you say you were praying for one? Yeah. For a girl. So well, there is no. Because I, I was such a bastard. No, little girls are little girls are angels till they hit twelve, and then just get a shotgun. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's how I was. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I wasn't an angel, but you were twelve, twelve, thirteen. What happened to you? How'd you go off the rails? Uh, You discovered I discovered punk rock, punk Mm. in San Francisco. Mm. I got into that world. What bands like Rancid? No, way before that, like the Dead Kennedys. Oh, okay. uh, Black Flag, that era, like you know, early eighties. And you started playing that. Uh, no, not really. I was just in that world, you know. What did that mean? That was like self-flagellation. Well, type. no, I, you know, I was, I, was ra- I, I can explain it more like I was raised without television, and then I got sent to... Okay, right there. That's weird. Yeah. How come? Uh, Are your parents religious or something? No, they were, they were immigrants. They were, my mom's Italian. Are they real? Yeah, yeah, I'm a first-generation American. Okay. So, so don't they have TV? Yeah. 
We, oh, well, they do, but I mean, I didn't have a TV. Yeah, my grandmother up. didn't believe in it either. We She's from Hungary. We didn't watch TV except for the news and educational programming. No. So basically, I learned mm. about music by buying records at the Salvation Army and listening cool. to them on our like piece of furniture, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, right. And uh, then I got to player. yeah, record player. But yeah. I got to middle school, and uh, they, you know, I didn't fit in. It was like they were listening to like, you know, Tears for Fears, and that was right. in a Herb Albert. And, Otis Redding, you know, <laughs> and punk rock kind of allowed me to do whatever I wanted. It was like, okay, well, you know, I didn't, so really, you, I didn't really view it as music. I mean, you, it was music, but it was to, more But you like, went to a record store when you were a kid, teenager, and yeah. just bought whatever you felt like, whatever attracted you. Uh, yeah, pretty And much. so you were attracted to the cover of, like, Herb Alpert's Lonely oh. Ball? Uh, no, uh, which is a strange uh, a taste. Uh, a taste of honey. What's it? A uh, whipped cream and other delights. Okay, oh, yeah. I love that record. That's yeah. a great record. And was it the cover that attracted you to that? Initially, yeah. yeah it What's was. on the cover so of like, Herbal? It's, it's, it's a, cream a cream naked. Owner, it's a yeah. naked chicken wearing. Okay. Shaving cream. Yeah. What's not to like about that? that Way was, before Varsity <laughs> Blues, you know. Yeah, yeah it's got you know it's got great stuff on it. That record. That was Herb Alpert, Mr. Clean's, Mr. A and M's record cover. Yeah. Was a naked chick covered in whipped cream. Yeah. No wonder he's huge. Yeah, it's great. He's a genius. Yeah. And, he's, and it's good. It's and a it's good record. It's good, yeah. And what else did you listen to then? Uh, my mom uh, had, you know, mostly soul music when I was a kid. So, like, uh, you know, Otis Redding, Staple Singers. That was your mom's side. My mom's So side. how did she find that if she didn't even have a TV? She, uh, the Italian side of my family was poor. They lived in Hunter's Point in San Francisco. She went to a school that was, you know, about 90% black. So... Just she was just kind of raised. Oh, with so that all the kids. That's what black that's kids what, listen and, to. Otis yeah, Redding and that. Yeah, so you wouldn't catch 60s. a black kid in New Orleans listening to Otis Redding if you. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. There's, Would you? I mean, I think you know, kids in New Orleans listen to some pretty cool stuff comparatively to other kids mm. in different cities yeah. in the United States. You know? I don't know. I don't know where you'd hear Otis Redding or classic black stuff any more than you'd hear classic country anymore. That all seems to have disappeared, doesn't it? Stu, you wouldn't know better than anybody. I wouldn't say disappeared. I would say, um, you know, for younger generations, they're bombarded with so much content now as opposed to, you know, even the idea of walking into a store that has physical products that you're going, okay, I'm buying this because of what's on the cover. Mm. I mean, there's generations now that'll never experience that or even right. know that that's a thing right so you know I think uh, I don't know I, I kind of feel like talking about country music and, 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 and rap music there's a lot of parallel to it too because there's some really good country stuff and there's really bad country stuff some really amazing hip hop stuff and there's some really bad hip hop stuff so how are you finding it how are you sorting it out the internet the <laughs> well, uh, you know internet and just you know Music source websites, you, you know, yeah. and, you know, and just knowing, you know, kind of keeping your ears to the streets and seeing mm-hmm. what's popping, and kind of going, okay, if this is popping, let me let me check it out. And sometimes it's shit. Sometimes it's Kendrick Lamar, which mm-hmm. is, <laughs> I mean, like, kind right. of the savior right now. Right. Um, you know, it's a lot of trial and error, I guess. So how do you how do you book a band? Because you are you do you do you own the Helen Wolf? No, I'm like I'm like the underboss. The underboss, number, the number two guy, <laughs> underdog, the guy that started. Who owns it? As Howie Kaplan, okay. And I've been I've been working with him since I was eighteen. So, 16, actually, this month will be like sixteen years. You had yeah. the same gig for sixteen years. Yeah, started as a flyer guy. Wow, the hell I was actually wow. making the joke with my street team kids yesterday about how, I, and it's like I'm, I, 
it's to that point now where I'm, I'm kind of like that, the older guy. Right. And I, I find myself saying, you know, back in my day a lot now, which is kind of cool but scary at the same time. But I was, you know, trying to explain to them what it was like back in the day when it was legal to put staple posters on, on telephone poles. Mm. No, it's and not. And the fights and the wars you would get into with other venues and other street team people because there's only so much real estate, you know, on these poles. And there's only certain spots where, like, you know they're going to stay up. So there was this constant battle of, like, all right, I'm out on Thursday. There's a poster from, you know, Tibetina's, and their show's tomorrow, so I'm going to come back Saturday and cover that shit up. Like, fuck them, you know? Like, um, What happens now? Uh, social media. So do you, do, you have street, do you have a street team? We do have a street still? team. I mean, we, we, you know, we still put stuff in retail stores, and because of our proximity to all the, you know, conventions and the hotels, right. you know, we, we, we do a lot of, you know, hotel runs and Try to try to make concierges happy and make make sure that they're constantly so that's your talking job? talking about us. Is that your job? Oh, not anymore. Um, you don't run around doing the concierge. Oh, I mean, no. I mean, no. Oh, I did. I did for a long schmoozing time. Schmoozing concierges. I did that. No, so we every, got everyone you talk to in New Orleans who's got a business gets in with a concierge or the tour guides or the tour yeah. guides. Yeah. The same thing. Yeah. So how do you get to be a concierge at a hotel? Because that must be a pretty good job. It, it's everybody a wants to be job, your friend. I hear. Is it? <laughs> yeah. What does it entail, other than telling people where to go? Asking, answering a lot of stupid questions. One of my best friends is a concierge, and every one of his posts on Facebook is, I'm going to strangle the next human being that asks me, what's a begnet? <laughs> <laughs> but all the people with businesses here are constantly buttering these concierges up and being nice. Do they bribe them? Well, yeah, like with tour companies, they do. They'll uh, give them a certain percentage to like to sell their tours. So they try to get in there and be like, "Hey, you sell our tours, and you can keep ten dollars per person." Right. Uh, the businesses, I think, go up in there too and say, "Well, we'll give you a dollar for every card with your name on it for people that right. you sent to us and such like that." So that does work. Do you do that as well as to your people? We do a variation of that. We usually uh, bring people food from our kitchen. I like ah. food, which is. Nobody's nobody's I'm gonna say no to her. You are a tour guide. <laughs> yes. As well. I didn't even know that. What sort of I've been a tour what? guide as long as he's been doing that. Sixteen years. I Actually seventeen years What's for me. Are you a tour guide in the French Quarter? Yeah. What do you do? The tour like the ghost tour or the All the tours. Every anything. You do the, any tour. I'm, I'm a tour whore. I'll do I'll do your tour, baby. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So do you make all that stuff up, or do you actually know facts? No, I actually know facts. I, I can't, I'm not really good at making things up. This is why I'm not an actress. <laughs> That's why I'm, not, I'm divorced, too. <laughs> so, you uh, divorced how long were you married for? Uh, I was married for uh, 10 years to my ex-husband, but I'm divorced because I can't lie. I'm not really good at it. So he's like, hey, was I good in bed? I'm like, no, you sucked. That doesn't make for a good marriage. <laughs> why would he ask that? Because he sucked. <laughs> Why does any guy ask, was that good, baby? Do, do most guys <laughs> ask you that? I, I don't have a... Well, in, your, in no. your lifetime. The, the ones who suck do. The ones who know what they're doing in bed don't ask that question. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, you've hardly had any of that drink as well. I drink slow. Yeah. All right, right. So that was the reason you got divorced? No, I got divorced because I caught a fucking a relief worker in my bed after Katrina. <laughs> Wow, even though he wasn't any good. No, he wasn't. That's what was funny. That's why I didn't shoot them. I was like, what's you know what? You can have that. What's the definition of not good? Uh, what are we supposed to look out for? <laughs> you guys don't know? I'm just interested in what you're... Yeah, no, don't look out for yourself when you're in bed. Like, you know, like, so hey, not, hit and quit it, baby. No, not that. Don't do that. That's, okay. No. Well, that's sort of 101 right in the back. Yeah, like if you last less than five minutes, 
not good. Yeah, just don't no, ask just stay how home and do it yourself. Just please don't waste our time. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's grounds for divorce. That's no, there's a lot of reasons, but that was number one. Right. And what happened to him? Because that was a long time ago. Oh, he went Katrina. bald and married a hair lip. Married a person with a hair lip. Yeah, sure. Wow. She, she's gotten thrown out of every bar in the North Shore, so that's fun. Yeah, they can't even go out together because she's psycho. She's got a hair lip and she's psycho. Mm-hmm. Maybe people are misunderstanding what she's saying. <laughs> Maybe. It's not very nice to make fun of somebody with a hair lip. I though. can make fun of her. Oh, okay. I'm just her. But she didn't. She wasn't. Anybody the woman. else? Not so well, much. Well, she was the woman. That, she wasn't the one he was sleeping with. No. No. This one. So you actually walked in and caught these people in the act. In my bed. Pension mm. bump. You see the pension bump. I. You know, I had the shotgun. I was looking down the barrel of it and debating whether I wanted to go to prison for these people, and said, "Fuck it, y'all get out." Is Bye. that? Is that true? It's true. You had a gun in your hand, and you could have shot them both. I'm, it's an open carry state. Why wouldn't I have a gun? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you actually walked into your own bedroom. Well, no, the gun was in my bedroom, and I walked into my bedroom like, oh. Hmm. Yeah. What was the conversation after that? There was no conversation. Get out. You have five minutes. Get out. I don't, I don't play. I can see that. Yeah, cause he's probably nodding behind me. He knows. Like. Yeah, this I don't is your play. current husband is sitting behind yeah, you. Yeah, he's, he's still is alive. He, do you still have a gun? Oh, several. My son just bought me a new 12-gauge. All right. Yeah, he plays with it more than I do, though. How old is your son? Old enough to go buy a gun? 21, my okay. youngest. How many kids you got? Two. How old is the other one? 22. 21, 22. I was crazy. Hey, have them close together, because that should be fun. That's a good idea. No. Are they in their it's both? not a good idea. Don't are do you that. from here originally? No. Where did you come from? Connecticut. And where are the kids? Are they both here? They're in Carolina right now. They are? Yes. And what's that? Is it an open carry state? I don't know. Probably not. So where'd they get the gun from? They bought that... Probably Walmart. Like my, son, my youngest trades for everything. My oldest doesn't. He's not into guns. He's into theater and costuming and renaissance fairs and such. My youngest is uh, he's a redneck. But you're into renaissance fairs and costuming yes, as well. And mm-hmm. you like guns. And I like guns. I so like everything. So you're a combo. Yeah, combo. Of those two kids. Uh, they're a combo of me. They certainly are. They're both very creative. My youngest is a metal worker, so he's a, like a blacksmith and a leather worker. And my oldest is a costumer, leather worker, you know, in theater. I'm not. I don't want to be in theater. And you're a leather worker and tour guide. Yes, I am. Which one are you predominantly or both? Uh, Given that's I've been a you can do tour it. guide predominantly up until April. I sold my tour company in April to some friends of mine. Uh-huh. And then I decided I wanted to go pretty much run away from home and be a pirate. Be a pirate. Full time, yes. Yeah, I was interested to see that in this little bio that Graham, our producer, gave me. It says here that you're a member of the pirate community. Yes. What exactly does that mean? Well, we used to be the crew of Nola Wenches, and now we're the crew of rogue pirates. I don't know. We changed our name because our lead lady left and moved to Florida to Tiny House or something. But oh, we would get together. We get together every year for the Nola Shore Leave, which is in April, in the French Quarter for four days of debauchery. And it's usually just to kind of raise awareness that we exist. I don't know why. We used to raise funds. You know, the other event we have in the beginning of April is uh, the NOLA Pirate Week, where we do raise funds for different events, uh, different... What do you, when you say you know, pirate, what does that mean? I mean, people in the gay community are pretty much gay. Yes. People in the black community are black. Well, I'm the only pirate so you've ever the... met that's actually stolen a ship. I don't just dress like a pirate. I stole a ship. You are really a real pirate. I stole a boat, yes. 
Wow, congratulations. That's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Did you get caught? Well, I had permission, but the... Well, that's not stupid. Well, it is, but it isn't. But like, legally it is. All these guys were looking at you like you're really cool. Let me, let me tell you what happened. One a friend of mine, he had a 30-foot sailboat, and he moved to Norway. Long story short, uh, the laws here, the maritime laws, if you leave your boat abandoned for six months, anybody can claim it. And he was worried that his wow. drug addict brother would take the boat and sell it for drugs. So he said, I can't give you the title. I'm in Norway. I don't even know where it is. Go steal the boat. So, so I you stole were the boat. instructed to steal a boat? Yes. Stole the boat. Is that still theft, Johnny? Uh, this is kind of the, uh, I mean, pirates are privateers. Whoa. Yeah, so there you I go. I would say that's... Out of uh, privateering, yes. I would say that's privateering. Yeah. I would say that's technically theft. Just, I agree. I'm just really fascinated how this conversation started with SAP. And now we're talking about pirates. I think we've really come this full circle here. Come you know, circle. Like this is really cunning linguist over like, here. This is amazing. <laughs> you know, this people, is a good time people for would chip back like, shit. I, so I, I think I think for the ten people watching, like they're really getting their money's worth right now. <laughs> I would say like, so. we should be charging for this. Hope we you're should. This well, month. someone called us with a check. Remember, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, um, so your hands have got stuff all over them too. You've got dirty hands. I uh, was just given an RV from one of my friends who an owns RV. A, an RV. So that I can, she, RV, she's encouraging be? me to be a pirate full-time. Her name is Brandy, and she has a Pegasus carriage company on the North Shore. And she gave me an RV, and it needed some work, so I had been working on the RV till right before I came here. So you're the real deal. You can fix cars. I can so. fix anything. Really? I can build anything. I built my house after Katrina with reclaimed materials. Where is that? It's in Lumberton, Mississippi. Lumberton. I built a Creole cottage. But, so, but a pirate is one who unlawfully commandeers... And so we have this this boat example. But generally speaking, you're not looking to steal my shit, are you? Not unless you let me. Shit. Okay. I mean, if you're like, hey, Jen, steal my car, I'm uh-huh. going to be like, okay. Okay. Because yeah, why yeah. not? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't leave you your know. shit abandoned for six months. I think right. that's, yeah, the, like, that's uh, the moral of the story. If, in the water. If you leave your car yeah. in the water, which will probably like happen yeah. here yeah, could. You know, for six months, the, I'll take it. Okay, <laughs> so you're the only real pirate. What are the other pretend pirates? Do well, what? we just dress up. Just dress up like a pirate. Yeah, and there's some people that are historically accurate. They wear the right clothes and the right... Uh, blunder buses and they do the black powder demonstrations and we a lot of us do fundraisers I just did a fundraiser pirate festival last uh, about a week and a half ago in Lumberton to raise money for a friend of mine who has cancer okay so we all got together and did raffles like a pirate where is is Lumberton exactly it's just north of Poplarville Mississippi why would you want to live there because uh, I got blown there after Hurricane Katrina I got I didn't get a check I didn't get any free money so I had to uh, you got your house back Got rid of that guy. Yeah, well, no, I gave him what was left of our house and left. And you took off? Yeah. Left him, left him with the hill up and you got Lumberton. Yeah, well, I found 10 acres there, a good price, and, you know, I built a house. Okay. Somebody said, a guy said, you can't build a house, you're a girl, and I built a house. Nice. I'm spiteful. That's what pirates do. Yeah. Spite. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Do you, uh, is there, what size is the pirate community? It's pretty at large, so actually. If you if you look on Facebook, so, for example, the worldwide pirate community, which is a face, just one Facebook page, for example, is over forty thousand members. Who's, I want to know who's bigger, the vampire community or the pirate. You know, community? I think a lot of people who used to be vampires just got tired of wearing the cravats <laughs> and said, "This is gay. I'm going to go be a pirate." Nice. <laughs> That's a good tie-in to the whole. I used to be in the vampire community, and I was like, "This is dumb. I don't want to drink blood." Oh, but I could be a pirate. Well, what, other, what other communities are there? 
Hmm. Is, there, is there a zombie community? There actually wow. is. Is there? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I heard that there's like a baby community, right? The, what's oh. the name of those guys? Oh, people who dress people. like a baby. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Yeah, the, the baby people. They, they like cuddle. They have like cuddle parties. Oh, dear. They wear diapers No, those and are stuff. the furries, aren't they? The furries. No, the furries. Yeah, yeah. The furries. they dress like animals. Yeah, yeah and then they right. snuggle on. So, furries yeah. are furries. Yeah, furries. Are animals. They're yeah. scary. Yeah. That's, That's scary. They scare me. Well, are there more furries or more pirates? What are the ones that love I don't know, man. the bronies? Oh, bronies, they love, they love, they love my, my little, little pony. pony. Yeah, there was should, legitimately a convention a for that. I think no, we should but there was a convention yes, for that. Yes, there is a convention. And they actually, we actually got business from I just, I just had a, I just had a, I just had a money-making yeah. epiphany. Did you get pictures? Talk to no. me. Well, we, should, um, we should <laughs> rent a, a convention center or something and put a boxing ring and have, like, the pirates fight the, the furries. and. The, I have a real whoa, sword. Like there would yeah. be dead furry parts everywhere. Well, you <laughs> never know. I mean, there could be some pretty tough fucking furries. But there's got to be because, be a cool video you know, game. Yeah. 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 Furry versus, what's, it's all the people who have little communities. Yeah. Just the weird Instead little of getting along with each other, they could fight each other. Yeah. So I can see where the drunken aspect sort of still lurking inside. Oh, yeah. Which, I, I'm dark so if, yeah. inside. You have no yeah. idea. Really? Um, yeah. And does that, does that worry you ever? No, every day. It does. Yeah, really. You spend every day worrying about being dark. Oh. Well, I have a child on the way, so I'm, you know, I'm trying to <laughs> confront my darkness before I bring this other life. What do you think caused it in your life? Uh, I think, you know, having an alcoholic father at a young age, and I think a lot of my childhood, we all have issues, right? Every one of us has issues. Yeah. None of us don't. Do you so. think it's all because of our fucking parents or everybody, including uh, your no, kids? I think it's. I think it has. I think it's. You know, tons of factors. I think for me, you know, I had an abusive alcoholic dad. I think it, you know, screwed me up as a kid. Right. And is there any way to get over that? To say, you know what, I know all about uh, that. I know I what caused f- it. I think identifying your problems and confronting them right. and being honest with yourself about it is how you get over it. You Are know? you writing your way out of it with songs? Uh, I definitely started writing songs as you know a way to release. I think drinking was a release. I think. Well, now you've cut that off. Yeah. Well, you know, I've. Deal, I'm, deal, I'm dealing with it. Growing out of that. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I don't want to say growing out of it. I'd say I'm, you know. Well, that was a technique moving that you on. used for a while. Yeah. yeah. Now you don't need that and one. That clearly wasn't working for But me. now, obviously, and they're writing songs must have worked because now you've written yourself into a sort of more of a happy place. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. Now you might have yeah. to leave writing songs behind. Uh, I don't think I would. What about smoking weed? Have you tried that? Oh, yeah. I smoke weed. You still do? Yeah. Even though you don't drink? Correct. Good man. Okay. Because that's yeah. the best thing for everybody. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not preaching. I'm not saying. I'm just saying I cannot mm-hmm. drink. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Different, right. different drugs do different things for different people, without a doubt. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you still can't have a hangover destroyer. I mean, you know, you, you can try it out. Put it this way: I won't get stoned and, and tell somebody to fuck off. And no, that's the thing about mm, pot. It right. doesn't make you yeah. want to fight people. No, sure. not at all. That's why it's totally legal most mm. places. Yeah. Mm. What should be. Okay, so what about a song? Come on. Okay, all right. Let's so, do it. Whatever what do you want to hear? hear? Happy song, sad song? Whatever you feel like playing. All right, let's see if I can do this. So this is a song about, uh, I wrote about my friend John Lapata, who uh, got stomach cancer, and this is about our last conversations together. This is... Um, I used to play in a band with my friend Shelby Cobra. I played bass in that band. John Lapato was our steel guitar player. And he, you know, the whole time he played with us, I wondered why he hung out with us because we were playing in biker bars and bad stuff happened. Anyway, he got stomach cancer and uh, 
told us, sat us down, and told us he had cancer. And this is just about that. He died about two weeks after I wrote this. See a doctor for a pain that's in my side That wrestles my eyes open when I try to sleep at night Well, I'm sorry, said the doctor For the pain that's in your belly Cannot be cured with medicine For cancer is its name I called my loved ones and I told them all I'm dying And soon I'll be riding on that train That'll carry me off to a land beyond the sky This cancer, it's eating me alive Walking through the park, I never noticed so much beauty Like the laughing of the children or the singing of the birds Well, I wish that I could take off and be alone to do my dying Just like a sick animal who strays off from the herd and I love the ones who love me for telling their lies. They're saying that I'll be just fine. And that pie up in the sky's getting closer every day. This cancer keeps eating me alive. through this hospital with half a morphine mind I know this is the last place I'll see before I die and the shadows dance around my bed and I can hear them crying they're telling me they love me but I'm too weak to reply I'm not the man you see lying in this bed for my mind. It's still young inside. And I wish that I was strong enough to walk out that door. But this cancer keeps eating me alive. turn into minutes and hours into days my life was just a flash it all happened yesterday and as the last breath of life escapes this worn out body a bright light engulfs me and it frees me from the pain 
I hear the voices of my mother and father They're calling now to welcome me home And all the pain and misery is finally left behind This cancer has taken my life Johnny Dill. Wow. I don't think... Uh, you guys happy now? I was yeah, going to say, I don't think I've ever had to. If I didn't need up. another drink before, I'd definitely do now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't share. <laughs> but that is uh, as, well, as depressing as it gets, actually. Yeah. Isn't it? Well done. Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty hard to... Would that be hard to write that, or did it all come easy to you? You know, uh, sometimes it takes me months to write songs. That song, uh, you know, I basically sat there and talked to my friend... I cried, I had a good cry for a couple of hours, and I went home. I wrote that song in about 10 or 15 minutes, mm. and then I felt horrible. Right. For about a week, I felt guilty for writing it. And I wrote it all down, I recorded it, and emailed it to him, and just said, hey, I feel bad, I wrote this, I feel horrible. Uh, I didn't hear back from him for a few days, and he wrote back and said, you know, you, you nailed a lot of what we were talking about, please share it. So I wouldn't be singing I said, you know, if, if you, if you, if this, you know, whatever, I'll, I could, I'll make it go away forever. And, uh, but he liked it, obviously. And thought he just said it was. Good. He just said it was the truth, and that you know, that that's it. He didn't die in the hospital. He died at home. So. Mm. Well, three what, quarters Jennifer, of the truth, as they say. You know? oh, that that yeah. was that's what I'm talking about. This song with the story that was awesome. Mm. Yeah, that's what you like. Yeah. So you're not looking to make a lot of money out of that one. The cancer song? Mm. No, I've not, I haven't done anything with it. I've just been, you know, written on a piece of paper on my guitar right. case. And you quit playing totally for a couple of years there. Yeah, I did, yeah. I, uh, I, had a, I was on High Tone Records, and I got a song in a movie, never got paid, and then I... Uh, How's that happen? Uh, they they basically told me to hire a lawyer and sue him. Right. Um, hired a lawyer. I spent about seven grand writing letters, and my lawyer said, you will win, but they have, you know, lawyers on staff. You are be prepared to spend $150,000 to get, right. you know. What was the uh, movie studio or whoever did it? It was, well, it was done through my publishing company, and so the, it's a, it's a, it's a long story. The uh, how, record company owned half of it. They basically said that they spent the money on promoting the record, which so it was in the fine print of your contract. Mm, not really. I mean, not my either. lawyer said I would have won, but it would have been an expensive fight. The movie was The Way of the Gun, which was uh, I think 2000 or something. Benicio del Toro that? movie. You know something about The Way of the Gun, Jennifer? You don't know that movie? No, I don't, I don't watch much movies. Oh. It was a pretty terrible Canada. movie. It was a bad movie. Yeah, it was kind of a cult movie. It's got James Caan and Benicio ah. Del Toro and Juliette Lewis. And well, hell, they're all good. Yeah, but it was, yeah, it was a... But it wasn't know, a good movie. I, I didn't like it. I guess they didn't get paid either then. Well, maybe they paid all the money I think they got paid. Guys. Yeah, they, they did. Uh, my record company did get paid. They produced a copy of the check. So, And then, then I got depressed and, you know. So that's what... Soured you on the music it, yeah and we were um, we were touring um, and you know two of my bandmates got hired by Merle Haggard in the middle of our tour 
and then fired six weeks later. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh wow! So oh. after uh, after doing a couple of shows with them, so. Wow, that's pretty cool. That Mel, have you? Did you meet him? Did yeah, you played with him. I've met. I've met Mel. Did you play with him at all? I, I didn't know. I, I opened for him. Right. That must have been interesting. What's he like? Um, kind of up in his ivory tower. He was really stoned. You know, he's he was like. Uh, kind of a contradiction of himself you know he was like super you know kind of right wing country guy in the 60s and kind of right. liberal pot smoker in the you know 90s Bonnie Owens was cool and um, um, Norm Hamlet was really cool from his band they were like super nice right. people I can't believe you hi- so you guys you, your band was pretty good then if Mill Haggard's hiring them well, I don't know. I mean, I don't think Merle hired us. I think my, I think I had a good management guy at the time. Oh, he just shows up and who was yeah. in the band. I don't think he gives a shit him. who opens for. Right. Him, well, honest. he's gone now too. Yeah, he's gone. They're all dropping like flies. These no. old country guys. So, do you feel that you have some sort of a responsibility or duty or obligation to carry on writing and singing traditional country? Because nobody uh, I don't else think is it's doing an, it. I, I don't think to anybody but myself. Yeah, I mean, but I think, I think, I, mean, no uh, doing I think, you know, like you're a songwriter, right? It's like you, it's, if, if it's what you do, like I, I'll always write songs. I mean, I always will. Right. I, I have since I was, you know, 14, 15 years old. Right. So I just, I think it's, you know, you're, you like to talk. You're never going to stop talking, are you? I hope. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, hope I do. It'd be great. I'm gonna stop talking right now. And make Andrew play a song, and then we'll have time for you to play one more as well. What do you yeah. think of that yeah, for an idea? This? Do you mind? Yeah, no. It's Go a pretty it, cool man. guitar. It's actually. a beautiful looking guitar, isn't it? Can yeah. I borrow that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Andrew, what do you want to play? And then you want to play one more after sure. Johnny? Yeah. Okay, cool. You guys don't mind if we do that, right? Not at all. Okay. That, hey, good catch, by hey, the way. I'll find it. I notice so, you. Don't, I notice you don't have the thing. The thing. Yeah. What's the thing? Oh, the snark. He, the snark. He's, he's fascinated by the headstock tuners. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you tune this guitar? Just by ear? Uh, no, I use, I use my cell phone, but I used to use a tuning fork. Oh, that was really awesome. So, Grant, I got to tell yeah. you, if you love the headstock tuner, I got an upgrade that I found in Nashville the other day, yeah. and I didn't buy one, but I think I might. What does it's it do? It's a headstock tuner made by this company, Polytune, which has figured out how to allow you to simply strum all the strings of the guitar and it gives you six little nodes and they wow. tell you which, which strings are out of tune. tune. You could just boop, 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 oh, one that's time. Just, cool. That's pretty cool. And it's yeah, got wow. that on the headstock too now. So it's a headstock tuner that will tune okay, that's all six groovy. strings at the same time. And how much is that? Is it expensive? 50 well, bucks. Worth it. Pretty worth it. I think a snark is like 20. So, so if, And snarks are super accurate and plenty right. good enough for you know what has to happen next though is it has to come built into the guitar right they have those they i think have it, you know i just think classic nature don't cut into the wood just to put okay. a little piece of electronics you know Seems, right. look at this guitar this guitar is killer look at the little things going on on the on the neck board it's a, fretboard it's, it's pretty cool 67 grammar made in nashville it's pretty hip by, and Bill, like, by billy grammar who's a grand old opry star is this a, a DeArmond pickup in the uh, yeah. humbucker? Cool. All right. Okay. What are we listening uh, to? Why don't I play you? Well, since we just kind of heard a sad song, let me um, let me let me take let me let me go ahead and play you something that'll just destroy you. How about that? <laughs> no, just kidding. This is a this is a song about um, a fella 
that was a friend of a friend, or he's a brother of a friend, and uh, he had a, a waiting line in social social situations to talk to him, and he had special needs, but uh, people were waiting in line to talk to him, not because he talked slow or anything, but because he had interesting things to say, and as opposed to everybody else who you just make the pleasantries and forget about it, you'd have uh, real conversations with him. So, the song's called Till I Met John Goes Like This. Alexander made love to his Madeline And the love they made it gave them a son And with her baby on the way Maddie thought of baby names But she'd always loved the simple ones She'd name him John His name was John As Johnny slowly grew inside his mom The doctors found that there was something wrong Yeah, they told John's mom and dad The condition John had That he'd never be too smart Oh, and it broke their hearts Till they met John Till they met John Some might say he's simple But they're all so complicated Cause nothing's true when love is war And wars aren't fought for love John knows nothing of God above Only that he can be saved by love And you might think that he's wrong Till you meet John Till you meet John John and his folks, they live down the street and he takes a walk this way once a week When I see him walking past We'll stop and sit down in the grass Speak of memories I thought were all but gone Till I met John Till I met John Some ride of their dark storms and the fear of growing old. John runs out into the rain to feel the raindrops on his shoulder. Lord, I'd never known the hour of dawn or felt the peace of my front lawn. Lord, I never thought. To write this kind of song Till I met John Till I met John With her baby on the way Maddie thought of baby names 
ones, but she'd always love the simple ones. She named him John. His name was John. Thanks, y'all. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, was good. Awesome. Wow. You're allowed to clap, everybody. Sorry, my mic is no. going over. Well, what about that one now? So now we've had a song about stomach cancer. Right. The upside of special needs. Uh-huh. How do we follow that? We, we, we bring it we've even talk, further down. We've talked about <laughs> cheating. Right. Catching your husband in bed with oh. another woman. Self-restraint. At least you didn't kill them. I think we should go with alcoholism. You got one about that? We've had I do, to, yeah. I let's do. do this. We've got um, hair lips in there. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. I like how the song didn't resolve, too. You oh, left sure. it open at the yeah. end. That's awesome. Thanks, That's like dude. my favorite thing about song. Alcoholism. Well, have you got an upbeat one? No, yeah. fuck that. I got, I got upbeat. <laughs> upbeat. Here you go. Doodle-doo-doo-doo. Doodle-doo-doo-doo. Lost my job, ain't got a dime Man, I need a shave and I need a shine I'm all hungover, I got a mouthful of cotton Yes, I've arrived, this must be the bottom well, this is the bottom, well then, okay I figure I'd have crawled down here someday I had high hopes, man, she shot him Guess I've arrived, this must be the bottom A I'm an honorary member of Skid Row well, I smoke old butts and I beg my dough. You want trouble? Well, boys, I've got some. Yes, I've arrived. This must be the bottom. Well, this is the bottom. Well, then, okay, I'll figure out a crawl down here someday. I had high hopes, man, she shot him. Guess I've arrived. This must be the bottom. I've arrived. This must be the bottom. Ah, short, yeah. short and sweet. That's great. Did you write that? No, I didn't. Oh, damn Wait. it. That's a fucking song. Yeah, too. That's, a, that's song. a great song. Who wrote that? Where's it from? Uh, I, you know, I got an old Del Reeves 45 mm. from the 60s, so I, I don't know. You are a really great singer and player and all around. Don't you think, Andrew? Really? Hell yeah, man. Seriously. Yeah, Andrew, I think, is more more talented than I will ever we, be. Well, we don't have to measure dicks <laughs> here. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, really. We can. I have you can. no musical <laughs> talent. You are both awesome. Aren't they yeah. both? They are. I go. agree. Well, I see Andrew every week. I, I think Andrew's a super genius, actually. Yeah. Can we, can we hear like. Andrew? I'd like to hear him. You want another one? Can sure. We? Well, have we got time? I don't, I don't know. I think, what, what if we just do an outro? Yeah, we might just have to play us out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thomas says we have to quit. We've got to make way for Look, this place is packed here today. Thomas is being reason. mean. Thomas just keeps us I'm, on I'm track. I'm breaking though. up with you. Someone, this relationship is over. Are <laughs> you breaking up with Thomas? Yeah. We're, we're hey, listen, so we got to get out of here. What did, I, what did I admit? Jennifer, do you need to tell us anything about what we can find? We didn't even talk about leather work, which is really what you do. Yes, I'm a meat what, artist. You're a meat artist? A meat artist. Oh, right. 
Is that what you should say? Yeah, I sculpt meat into stuff you wear. Yay, meat art. You mean meat as like, in leather? Like yes. Ed Gein. I guess it was originally yes. what kept the meat together. Just put the lotion in the basket. Okay. <laughs> so that's what, so we can... Is it a leather basket? We haven't <laughs> yes. even got onto any leather subjects at all, but we can find... Well, you know what? We should all just, just come back Facebook. here. I'm just on Facebook. I'm just on Facebook. Red Paw Leather. Red Paw. Like a paw print. R-E-D. P-A-W. Okay. So we'll put a link to that on our website. It's neworleans.com. So anyone can find that. And still, we didn't get on to talk about the Howland Wolf at all. We didn't even mention it hardly, except for... It's going to be my new last name. Stu from the Howland Wolf. So the Howland Wolf is on... South Peters. South Peters. 907 South Peters. What's good that's coming up, the Howland Wolf? Good question. What am I excited about? Oh, we got... Speaking of gangster rap, we're celebrating Juvenile's 20th anniversary of his... Famous 400 Degrees album. So sick. Wow. He's just playing it down? I, that's what we're trying to convince him to do. Yeah. That's but pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. That we're, is we're, cool. We're actually, I'm actually talking to the partner on this about we're actually going to buy soldier rags and give them out. Oh, yeah. Crowd. Yeah, we're going I like head that. first into to the deep end on this one. Yup. So I was thinking you could invite him to come do the Naked Shellac show. I don't naked. do that yeah. anymore. He doesn't do the Naked Shellac. Yeah. <laughs> You I mean, promised. I'll, I'll, like, I didn't promise. Oh, that's it. We're yeah. breaking up, too. So, I'm yeah. breaking up with you also. You okay. can make it part of, like, an art show or something. We can... An art show? Yeah. We can just, like, get you slacking in the middle of the room. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's awesome. like if I was a haircutter. Would we'll you, put you next to, barber, like, the people that do, like... a haircutting party? We'll put you next to the people that do, like, the body painting stuff. We, we could call it bug, 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 poop, bug poop and guitar picking. Oh, I forgot about yeah. the bug poop. my professional life. I love rather just hear you play the guitar and sing, frankly. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that anytime you well, want. Will you come back and do that for us again sometime? Yeah, then? absolutely. Okay. Only if Let's this guy's here. Yeah, Andrew's here every week, pretty much, except when he's not. Yeah. Right? That's right. The great Johnny Dilks. Right. Thanks, and we can find you online. Can we steal your music off Spotify and everything as well? Uh, yeah, I think you can, actually. Okay, cool. D I L K S. Go look for that. Stu from the Helen Wolf and Jennifer Raven. Raven. I didn't even get to ask you if that's your real name. No, it's not. It's not. It's just what everybody knows me as. Everyone knows you as Raven. Yeah, I keep my ex-husband's last name to piss off his wife. Well, let's go out with that. What is it? Not bitter, are you? Valis. Not at all. I'm just a spiteful bitch. It's Valis? Valis. V-A-L-L-A-S. It's Greek as well. I know. It's Hungarian. It's Hungarian. Yeah, you got to be Valash. That's how it's pronounced. Yeah, you got to just be angry about it because Hungarians are angry people. Really? Are you as tough as you seem, or this is all just an act? No, really? it's, it's me. It's, this is real. I'm nice, so too, though. You like, seem I'm nice, nice to me. I'm nice. Okay, well, but in I'll New Orleans, you can't be too nice, because I'll just kill you. Hey, well, thank you all for joining us today on Happy Hour. Yeah, that's, been, that's been an awesome show, that's actually, to tell you the truth. It's gone quickly. Thanks for having us. Graham DePonte is our producer, and our associate producers are Alison Moon and April Stolf. Christian Unruh is our music director, and our music producer is Jean Valois. Thomas Walsh is our technical director, and our live feed directors who put this all on Facebook. Our Asher Griffith and Grayson Jernigan, our theme music at the beginning of the show was written and played by Mitch Foreman, and this current music you're hearing is being extemporaneously produced by Andrew Duhon. If you'd like to be on our show, you can stay upright for about an hour while sitting around a table and drinking free alcohol. Drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's neworleans.com. You can also check out many other hours of happy hour up there as well. There's some other shows we make here, including Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker, and you can find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com, and it's batonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook and Twitter and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. On all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com. 
And on our Facebook page, those photos taken by Alison Moon. If you listen to this on your favorite podcast app, thank you for subscribing to us. If you take a moment to stop everything and rate and review us, that actually does help other people find us, which would be awesome. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street in Uptown New Orleans. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, everyone else around the table here at Wayfair and back at our office at INO Broadcasting. I'm Grant Morris. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you back here next week for more Happy Hour. <laughs>